to those in our Charlotte community, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week we have Javier Morales, better known as QC Javi, joining us. Really excited about this and uh, happy that we got some time to chat. We talk about his journey down to Charlotte and uh, just how he got into the passion of uh, all the content creation that you see out of him from food to sports and all the other things that he does. And it was great to chat. Super nice guy. Uh, hope you enjoy the interview. Javi, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Excited to see all the success that comes your way. Uh, hope you enjoy and we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Cool, man. So I'm going to just dive into it. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you and I appreciate uh, you taking the time. And it's great to finally meet you. Yeah. Following your work for a little while. And I feel like I'm interviewing the happiest person in Charlotte. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you. End of the year, new year. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm very thankful. I've had a very exciting 2022. Um, just a lot of moving parts, a lot of cool things happening right now with my content creation, with my travels, and just my, my personal brand here in the city. So I'm, I'm super blessed and I'm super excited about what's to come next year, right? Awesome. Yeah, so. I love it. Cool. Uh, so I, I meet a handful of people that are from Charlotte. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of folks are not from here. So I'm always interested in hearing what the journey was um, for you getting to the city. Okay, so I had a very unique, oh, well, unique to me at least, mm -hmm. um, but I was born in Guadalajara, Mexico. It's a big city in, in the country of Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, my mom, after my, my dad left when I was like 10, mm -hmm. um, she had family that lived in North Carolina and they offered her kind of like a, a helping hand uh, because they own Mexican restaurants here. Awesome. So they invited her over. She brought her two kids with her, me and my brother, uh, my brother and I. And um, that's, that's kind of how we came to North Carolina. You know, I think during the time in the 2000s, everybody would go to like LA or maybe even New York because mm -hmm. there were more established places. But because we had family here, it was just a little more accessible and you know, it's a huge risk. Right. So she wanted to have a familiar kind of family oriented type of trip where she would have some support. So she made the call and we came here. Wow. Interesting. And then um, initially we lived in Asheville for a year and a half. Okay. That was our, that was my first like American dream experience. Really? And what year was the that? The first time it was in 99. Okay. So it was in 99, right before 2000, before Y2K. Yeah. So that, that also had a big, like, um, I don't know, moment in my life. Mm -hmm. Because right before the year 2000, my mom took us back to Mexico. Oh, we okay. thought it was for vacation. But, you know, because they were talking about how the world was going to end and the oh, internet gosh. and all these yeah. things. She was <laughs> like, oh, well, if, if we... We end up going that we're going to do it at in, in our birthplace. Right. Uh -huh. So we went back yeah. to Mexico. We were there for like two, three months. And then then we came back and we were, we were safe. You wow. know, so we were Holy safe. Cow. So then we were like, all right, let's let's go back. 
Um, during that first year in Asheville, that's where I was able to learn English. So I was, I was very young and um, I got enrolled in school during that time and uh, I was lucky to have like really good teachers. They had a really good ESL program that I had like a, a, a specific time slot to like learn English and I had like little computer programs and that, that really helped me at the time. Because wow. I had no idea of any other language. All I knew was to speak my yeah. Spanish. So Wow. And now, now we're here. That's crazy. <laughs> so when you moved back, you moved to Charlotte after she brought you back there? Yeah. Okay. So once we came back after that first trip, we came to Charlotte. Um, she met she met a guy who's my stepdad now. Okay. And uh, he had family here. So he's like, hey, let's not go back to Asheville. Let's go ahead and head to Charlotte. Wow, awesome. And that's how that's how we we landed here. I was talking to my girlfriend recently because we we drove on South Boulevard. Have you ever seen that church called Pritchard? Pritchard Baptist Church? I yeah, think it yeah, is. Yeah. Super old school church. Yeah. Um, that has been here in Charlotte. They got married there. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's. What a great I, story. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of symbolism uh-huh. in me living here that is just part of my who I am in in my family. You know, right, right. starting with that marriage uh, at at Pritchard Baptist Church wow. because he, all his family. My stepdad's name is Nick, and Nick's family all. I, I guess he grew up going to that church, mm-hmm. and then that was, I would say, my deep kind of connection to the city, you know, awesome. because I'll always remember that, and that oh, church yeah, is so big that I'm sure it'll never go away, so right. that'll always be like a like a Charlotte um, emblematic church, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, and what, what uh, you mentioned that they own restaurants. What restaurants do they have in North Carolina? So, in if you go to Asheville and like Black Mountain and um, Waynesville, North Carolina, they have a few restaurants called like El Chapala, El Guadalajara, like where mm-hmm. I'm from. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else they'd have. They had one called El Charo. So they had, they had across the North Carolina mountains, they had like six or seven restaurants and they were all cool. like named after like cities and stuff like that. That's so awesome. Do they still have the <laughs> restaurants now? Um, you know, once we moved here, we kind of lost contact okay. with them. And as we gotten older, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because when I go back, I just go back to visit like right. like a normal person. You know? Right, right. I go visit the breweries and the yep. touristy places <laughs> and not yeah. necessarily like looking for, for those people. Because I was so young at the time that I didn't necessarily build that connection, like mm. family connection with them. Um, so no, I, I, I kind of lost it. So me in particular, I, I don't go back and I visit them because I don't I don't know where they are. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it was <laughs> if you're watching right? this, if you're watching this, uh, <laughs> hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> or if you know anybody, yeah, right, right? That, that can be in touch with with the people that own those restaurants. Oh, how cool would that be? <laughs> um, dude, so uh, a lot of folks know you um, from all the stuff that you're doing in in the city and. Um, I looked back from two years ago in August was your first YouTube video um, of the Charlotte FC unboxing that they sent you. Yeah. Um, so what what was the biggest challenge for you to, to start all of this content creation um, and to put yourself in front of a camera? I think you just mentioned it. Being in front of the camera is probably the most nerve wracking, scary part of putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, from that first video, there has been years of trial and error, 
um, because right. I've, I've been making content for a good seven to eight years. But at first, it started off me covering concerts and musicians that were coming from Latin America into the U.S. Okay. And traveling around, covering that and doing like interviews and always being behind the camera. So more of on the producing side. And after a while, I started to not like it so much because I started to feel that I was chasing people a little too hard. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that. I didn't like chasing. So I, I did a full... 360, 180 uh, yeah. turn, and I was like, okay, now put yourself out there. Right. Um, that's when I, that's when QC Javi was born, okay. right? That's when I was like, okay, now I'm gonna focus on my brand. Um, I remember I did a poll, and I was like, hey, what do you guys think if I change my name to QC Javi? I was like, I know it's super uh, tacky to put QC under my name, but mm. I was like, but I wanna use my name, because right. before I had like, Javi's blog and, right. and Javi's adventures and all those things. And I wanted something that pertained to the city because I, I just wanted to embrace it mm -hmm. and create for it, right? For yeah. more people to fall in love and especially for people to find out of things to do in the city. Right. So I was like, I know it's cheesy, but what do you guys think? And everybody, a lot of people approved of it. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's a good sign. There were a few people that were like, nah, do, be more creative. But I was like, no, I need something that'll stick because now I'm working on my personal brand. And on the flip side, I'll try to just work harder mm -hmm. so that people can recognize me. Right. So when I made that switch, um, I started going to networking events. And even though I had already been making content and doing some really cool things in the city, people didn't know. So I wasn't necessarily getting... And I wouldn't say attention, but the credibility to be able to go to a restaurant and be like, hey, this is what I do. This is the type of work because nobody had heard of me. Mm -hmm. um, so there was an April, I would say April 2019, um, where I went to a networking event and I, I met people and I forced myself to be out there. Um, I think that's also kind of like a, a challenging part. Um, you got to network, yeah. but also if there's people around you that you're comfortable with, stepping out of that comfort zone to meet new people. Right. Um, so that specific month, so many people found out about me and what I was doing that they invited me to restaurants and awesome. different other networking events that were in the city, and I didn't say no to any of them. So that whole month, 30 days, I was, I was counting down the days. I was like, yo, I have something. From Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I'll stay with my family or whatever. And that helped me because then more people started seeing the name QC Javi. Yeah. From that point, um, I started creating more food content. More food content, more people were seeing my name. And I wanted to stick out because there were times that I would go to events and everybody was going. All the foodies in the city, all the bloggers in the city were covering the same event and creating the same content. So I figured that by highlighting some Hispanic restaurants, Latino restaurants, small businesses that usually don't get attention, not only am I helping the business, but also people find out of a new place to go eat. Right. And that's what set me apart awesome. and allowed me to grow even more, mm. you know? But the consistency just, just made it more visible to be able to, to be out there in a world full of Instagrammers and, and yeah, food bloggers yeah. and all that. Yeah. So from that point, I learned that consistency was key. I focused a lot. Then, um, you know, 
from covering musicians at the beginning and being on the back of the camera, I knew being in front of the camera, I could be myself because right. now I was working on my own brand. Awesome. And I had to learn that as long as I was having fun, people would, would, would feel that, mm. right? And I don't have to pretend because yeah. I learned that pretending is a lot harder to keep up with right. than to be yourself. Right. So then that's why when you see my content, that's, I hope that's the, the feeling that you get. So oh, 100%. I try to be um, unique. I try to be 100% who I am. Yep. And one of the things that I like to say is that I have the most fun while creating. Even if we are doing the same thing with other foodies or anything, I, I try to enjoy the most because I want people to come try these restaurants and have that same experience. Yeah. Maybe not be as bubbly, you know, right. but at the end of the day, I'm genuine with what I do. Right. So, well, you could tell, um, I mean, everything that you put out, like it's, you could tell it's just natural and just <laughs> that's who you are. Even people don't even have never met you mm -hmm. can just genuinely tell who you are by the stuff you put out. And I've always heard that is like people always ask content creators that I follow for advice and they're like, you just need to be yourself and who you yeah. are because that's when people will buy into what you're doing. Correct. But not only that, one thing I mentioned earlier is that keeping up with a persona is a lot mm -hmm. harder and that's going to deter you from actually creating. Right. So by being your true self, you're able to create more often and yeah. more willingly. So then you're able to get more people seeing you. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's really helped me because of my excitement with food, I, excitement with events, sporting, anything that's happening in the city, I truly am excited about everything because I want people to come and visit. You know, we may not have the best sports teams ever, but I still go and have fun whether right. we win or lose. Right. And um, I, w I just want people to experience that the same way. I love it. That's, <laughs> that's so good. Um, so with, with all the, the stuff that you've done, has there been any uh, specific proud moment that stands out to you that's kind of shaped you? to the person that you are now? Um, I, I can think of two, two answers for this. Okay. Um, I think one of the biggest events that shaped me was when I was covering um, music and I traveled to the Latin Grammys, right? So I traveled to the Latin Grammys probably in 2015, 2016. I met up with an agency and a record label and I was doing interviews and all these things and that's when I first started feeling like a paparazzi, creating content about these events and these musicians. And again, that's where I started despising what I was doing. And I was so conscious about it mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, I don't like this is it. I don't want to do this ever again. Yeah. Even if it makes me money or anything, I'm not enjoying it. Right. Something that I enjoyed at first because I could see the true like on a on a small scale, like small artists, you know, they come play at the neighborhood theater at the evening muse. Yep. You enjoy it as a musician and you get to experience the artist. But once you get to the level where you're traveling to the Latin Grammys and you get to meet like super world star, like right. famous people, you have to do a lot of begging, a lot of chasing. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is definitely not what I want. Right. Um, so that definitely shaped to, to turn um, turn, 
the page, right? right. And started focusing on, like I said, on, on the personal brand. And I would say the, um, so the second moment that I would say was closer to last year when we, they announced Charlotte FC, we were getting an MLS team and my eyes just opened to the opportunity of having ownership in something so big like that, right? Something mm. that's so, um, I love soccer, I grew up playing it, and for us to be able to get a soccer team of our own, I knew I had to put all my effort into wanting to collaborate with them um, and to be recognized by a lot of people in the city for working with them, mm -hmm. that has been a life-changing experience just because it's, it's just been so gratifying. Yeah. Is that a good word? Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. It's so I mean, cool. since, since, since that first unboxing, there was, there was a, a big gap, right, of no content creation because there was this um, moment where they extended the season right. to the following year. There were no games. There was yeah. still nothing going on. And yet, once the season started, I, I knew that I had to be dead center on as much as I could um, in bringing the content. And I focused on the, the fan experience mm -hmm. more of more, in, instead of the analytics of the game, right? Yeah. So if you if you see my blog mm -hmm. now, um, dude, it's all about having fun. Like I yeah. really just enjoy everything that I do, I and I've been able to find ways to turn it into content. And it just keeps keeps me going. Yeah. Um, and being able to stay true to myself with with the soccer team yep. has has opened many doors. Um, and I'm just grateful for that because I know from this point forward, just more opportunities are going to come as yeah. long as I continue Absolutely. working hard at it. Absolutely, I love it. And I I hope that if people haven't that listen to this that haven't seen your vlogs of the <laughs> Charlotte FC match, it's so fun and like. You see it with the people that that come up to you and are just everybody is just having a great time. And yeah. I've been to a few of the matches this year, and it's a, an experience. Mm -hmm. um, and you capture it very well. Thank um, you. That's great. Uh, and I was going to ask where that passion came from for the sport. So you played when you were younger. Yeah. So okay. when I lived in Mexico, so in Guadalajara, there's a big recognized team called Chivas, right? Okay. So. Obviously, you have the Barcelona and Real Madrid, but in Mexico, Chivas America is like the big emblematic like rivalry okay. of ages. So I happen to be born in Guadalajara, where most of the people are Chivas fans. Um, and I remember my mom taking us to the games, having sit downs during game time, championships being won when I was a kid, so that when I came to the U.S., um, Two things, I got targeted for being Mexican as a good soccer player, but I also enjoyed the sport. So mm -hmm. then I played, I played through high school, through middle school. And then once I graduated, I, I just stopped playing because I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, but I always had that need for, you know, like a soccer team here, something yeah. that I could connect to. Because after so many years of living here, yeah, I, I watched football whenever we made it to the Super Bowl or whenever we were in the playoffs, mm -hmm. but I was never dedicated to it. Right. right. Um, now, finding and, and having friends that are more involved with the sports teams, like the Hornets and the Panthers, I started enjoying it more, but it was still not a direct connection mm -hmm. in, until we got, we got the soccer team. 
But yeah, soccer has been a part of my life the whole time. Even when I was like super little, I would watch my brother play. And then I know he played during growing up and yeah. all that. So at, at soccer in Mexico is just kind of like a natural thing to right, happen. Right. So I, I could have not done it, but again, I kind of got put on the spot just for being yeah, where I'm yeah. from, so I did it. Gotcha. Um, where would you like to see yourself a year from now with all the stuff that you're doing? Um, so I'm putting a big focus on my YouTube channel. So hopefully okay. being able to cover not only soccer experience, but being able to travel and continue capturing content of a lifestyle that just brings joy to people, mm -hmm. um, for people to take risk and for me to be able to have some valuable information that people can learn from if they're trying to be influencers, if they're trying to be content creators or just, just anything, but have like good context and good information that people can kind of get motivated from. Yeah. So that's, Love it. That's what I would like to do and what my goal is. Where would I like to be? Hopefully working with a big brand, creating that, those types of mm. experiences. Yeah. Um, I know I already have plans to travel to a few cities um, because the, the schedule released and just being able to cover new experiences for people that can't make it to those away games yeah. and just That's being awesome. able to showcase that. Cool. Um, so two more, uh, more fun questions. Okay. Um, predictions for FC next year. We're, we're making it to the playoffs, man. I think that was one of the biggest goals that we had this year. And I don't see, I think we surprised a lot of people with the way we played. Um, we had a coach change, but you know, Latanzio, the current coach, he, he got assigned his title now. Mm -hmm. So I think he should be able to come stronger. Uh, we just drafted the number one pick in the MLS draft. So I think they're making the right moves to ensure that, to right. guarantee that spot. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, if we could win a championship two years in, that would be amazing. <laughs> but, you know, just making it to that um, playoff goal, I think would be amazing for the city, for the team, and, and all of the fans. Yeah. So, Are yeah, you playoffs. Love it. Are you surprised with how much the city wrapped its arms around the soccer team this year? Or did, um, you, did you know that it was going to be as big as it I was? I had a feeling that it was going to have a big impact because Charlotte has people from all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's big cities that have a, a, like a specific type of country like you know there's areas with a lot of I don't know Chinese people or a lot of Asians or a lot of um, Latinos mm -hmm. but here there's a lot of everything yeah um, and I, I, I'm sure I wasn't the only one who didn't feel the connection with the current sports team so that when soccer came that opened the yeah. door for everybody to fall in love with a sport that they know and a sport that they can claim themselves right. by seeing it from, from the Big first time. time, from day one. So that connected everybody. Mm -hmm. And then on, anybody that's a sports fan just got added onto that. Right. Right? Yep. So then it was just a huge boom. Yeah. Um, so last question from your car content, food content, mm -hmm. uh, FC content. Uh, what car 
are you driving to the FC match? And then what is your go-to food that you can always eat while you're watching the game? Okay. Um, and who are they beating? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What order you want me to go? Because I go feel ahead. like I already have answers to go all ahead, of Go ahead, do that. it, do it. So the car, I recently bought a 2021 Toyota Supra that I'm That's hoping nice. I can create That's content nice. about, right? <laughs> traveling to the matches, traveling to different events that I, I can drive it to. Sorry. Right. Also being able to customize it because I've been a car fan for a long, long time. Okay. But I kind of fell off because it just costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to implement the car into my YouTube channel, be able to create content about that. So definitely take the Supra to the games. Um, my favorite food to eat at all times, not just during game time, is obviously tacos, right? So I go to Tacos El Nevado like at least once a week. Love it. Um, so even before or after the, the, the games, it's always the spot to go to. Okay. Um, and your third question, what was it? Uh, who are we beating? Who are we beating? I hope we beat Atlanta. Okay. You know, I think that's the biggest Love it. Uh, rivalry just because Atlanta yeah. and Charlotte have always competed, I guess, I don't know, for an undisclosed spot. Mm -hmm. But we're so close that, you know, the hatred is, is very mutual. Yeah. Um, we won our game here and lost our game there. So I hope we just win both games. I hope Love we it. can go there and just just beat them at home and kind of because I feel they were the biggest doubters. Mm -hmm. of how we were going to perform, right? And then when they came home and we, we won, yeah, it was glorious. <laughs> Super fun game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anything related to Atlanta, I just hope that from this point forward, we just beat them every time. Cool. <laughs> um, Javi, I appreciate it. Uh, it. It means a lot that you took time to, to chat. Um, Thank you. You've just been kind um, with all the support you've shown me since we've connected. Um, and it means a lot. And yeah. um, I, I hope people uh, continue to follow what you're doing. And I hope, um, I don't hope, I know, and I can't wait to see your growth um, and all the great things you're gonna do this year. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited thank for you. you. I wish you the best uh, and thank you. Appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad that we're getting to connect and creating yeah. um, some content, right? Yeah, I, I think oh, we'll do relationships more. just, we'll do just more. begin from here and mm -hmm. they can they can go anywhere. It All it takes is a yes. That's it. And that's, that's what I'm right. saying. It's so important to Watch be able to just about. embrace it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. Cool. So thank you so much. Thanks, I'm glad man. to finally meet you. Appreciate it. <laughs>